Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Friday, January 12th, and this is the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Now, it might be colder than the other side of the pillow out there, wherever you rest your head, but it's warm here in Little Owl Studios. JC, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Good to see you. It's been a crazy week. I can't believe all the things that have happened this week. It's been a wild week, wild long week. For sure. But here we are, Friday, getting the damn thing done. Survive in advance. Yes, sir. Man, it's uh, we're going to talk a little NFL playoffs in a, in a few minutes, and 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 I think it's important that the conditions are going to play a factor in some of these games. Yes, <laughs> but but we're we're now firmly entrenched in 2024, and firmly entrenched in winter throughout North America, wherever you may be listening. And we do have a few <laughs> hard to believe, but we do have a few random international listeners. And we thank all of you from the pits of our soul. But man, it's uh, not to talk about the weather, but it's she cold out there. <laughs> she cold. It is wherever you are. I mean, we're usually graced with uh, you know mild temperatures throughout our winters here in Victoria, BC, and moderate. Kind of look looking down our nose at our friends in the uh, colder climates of uh, Canada. But we also got pulled into the negative Celsius today. It's kind of crazy. Negative like negative ten today, which yeah. doesn't happen here. Not we're not used to that, and we were both talking about we have some some friends and colleagues in other parts of the country and into the Midwest a little bit, and it's minus thirty, minus forty. Just a reminder, just a clear reminder that Mother Nature is truly in charge. Okay, if you're if you if you forget that, or you're slipping, or you need a reminder, you need a little slap in the face or the tush. Mother Nature's in charge. You want to go outside for too long? <laughs> Guess what? You're dead. Go outside, you need to smoke that heater, maybe think twice about it. Yeah. Man, you freeze to death. Oh, yeah. Forget your jacket? <laughs> <laughs> Mother Nature, in the words of uh, the, the Father Ball, never lost. <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, a bumper sticker I saw the other day on the back of a truck, Nature Bats Last. <laughs> Nature bats last, JC. JC, have you had a good week? Last week we spoke about uh, back to school routines, back to um, kids' activities. This week we've been back into it. Have you survived in advance this week? It's been a good week. It's been a blur, as I alluded to earlier, but it's been a good week. One of the things great week that went down this week in our household, trying to kind of help us navigate getting back into the mix. Like both of us, our partners returning to work and the kids returning to school. We did like a bit of a pescatarian week and mm. also reduced the alcohol intake a little mm. bit this week. So two good ideas, keeping it clean in 2024 and it's feeling good. Yeah. I, you know, alluded to it in a previous podcast. I was ramping up for that tennis tournament. Right. Kind of uh, tried to be stay as, nimble. As, yeah. As, as lean and mean as I could try to reduce the anti-inflammatory. Right. Um, and just kind of like how I was feeling. So this week, a lot of veggie meals, had a tofu stir fry the other night, had, you know, it was a uh, broccoli, cheddar, almond, grilled cheese. Sounds weird as fuck. Delicious. Sure. sure. Shout out to uh, Part and Parcel for the, uh, the inspiration. If you're, if you're in Victoria, you know, you know. But um, been eating well and waking up feeling good. Also, uh, as I sip my beer right now, but kind of reduce the alcohol intake. And that's been kind of nice too, just to kind of, 
wake up feeling sharp, especially on these cold, bitter mornings when you got to get the kids out the door. You want to be. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me they're all connected to waking up? Wait, (laughs) there's some connective tissue there? Studies show. Oh, man. Especially as you get older, they feel more and more connected. I know, man. I used to be a big. uh, Lord of mercy. Yeah, I just. Things 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 don't work like they used to. You need a little bit more maintenance all around. So mm. you know you gotta mm. maintenance is the key. Yeah, <laughs> maintenance is the key. Shit in, shit out, right? <laughs> Clean, burning fuel. <laughs> yeah, like Ray Lewis. My fuel's better than your fuel. <laughs> Our friends in Alberta will like that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's been good with me, and that's been the thing that kind of helped me keep going and kind of pace me through the week. Um, I know. I've been doing a lot of different activities, kids taking on some new things, new endeavors, and also picking up some things they've been doing. But for you, you have just been two days of basketball. Yeah. Just yeah. crazy. Like basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Yeah, yeah. I've been, um, I was saying off mic, man, like my eldest playing basketball, it's totally rejuvenated my love for the sport. So I'm, I'm all in, I'm co-coaching these two and a half teams and our Tuesday night thing. So yeah, loving that. But it's, it was a full on week with that. We had a lot of, we had a lot of sessions this week, as they say in the biz. Yeah. And, um, no, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Had the kids buzzing at school and on the other team was backfiring. So yeah, it was a lot. Did a little refing this week. It was. See how the other half lives. That's, that's right. I mean, these are young, young kids. So it's like, you know, it's like the the ball's a magnet and everyone's after it. Right. So, you know, this isn't, this isn't too crazy, but it's a lot of fun and enjoying, enjoying working with the kids and yeah, might've hit a grade, a grade four with a technical, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. It's an educational moment. <laughs> Call me Dick Bavetta. <laughs> I said to a kid, Hey, listen, I'll give you two double dribbles. I'm not going to give you three. I'm, I'm going to blow that down. Yeah. <laughs> Wayman Tisdale spinning in his grave. <laughs> I love it. No, it's cool. I, I actually, um, our kids had like a, a basketball, like referred to as a jamboree and had like a basketball a couple afternoons this, this week and um, some mornings as well. And I happened to catch you in action doing a little refing on a, Wednesday afternoon. A little ref, a little combo, a little refing, a little coaching. Just trying to instill the game a little bit, the the rules of the game. An appetizer to some gameplay, I called it to a couple of parents. I will say. As they it. wondered who the hell I was. <laughs> who is this man? Is That's he right. the authority to be here? Yeah. No, it was good. I mean, it was... It was great. Um, you know, I let, you let a few illegal defenses go. I did, but, yeah. uh you know, warnings, just warnings, <laughs> just warnings. No, it was fun, man. It was, re- it was really fun. So the Q and a, the Q and a with J and J brought to you by, what do we call that thing we put on our head in the winter? Well, it depends where you're from. Some people call it a toque. Yep. Some people call it a knit hat. Mm-hmm. Some people just call it a winter hat. Some people a little more south, I believe, I believe call it a toboggan. Okay. What do you call, what do you call um, a wool cap? What do you call a toque? There were times in the 90s where it would vacillate between a beanie and a scully. Oh, beanie was a word I was looking for. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Beanie and a scully. Yeah. I think all of them play. I think so. Scully and beanie just like give me like... Um, 
notorious big like bad boy vibes for some reason like when i say that it just brings me back to like a period in the 90s where you just kind of pull that thing over your yeah. head trying to look because now you got the guys that look like uh they wearing these like toques they look like like limp uh unused condoms sitting on top oh, of their with heads. the little ball on top yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have a joke i'm not gonna say it it's too crass <laughs> for the pod okay yeah like yeah. the <laughs> keep, it, we'll keep it PG fourteen yeah. or whatever. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we call? What do we call? What what we would call a toque here in in BC? What would we call it in Virginia? It'd be one of those. It'd be a beanie. Beanies. Probably. Shout out to Beanie Man. <laughs> I love it. Shout out. Um, yeah, beanie would probably be the the most prevalent reference of people of a certain age. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's funny how the. Um, the uh, the winter attire has a different name in different places. It's got fun. That's fun. It Re- is cool. the regionality of it all. Yeah, and if you said "toque" to uh, my peeps back in Virginia, they'd say "what," and then if you spelled it for them, they'd be like "what?" Double what? <laughs> yeah. Nice. The Q and A, Q and A with JJ. We were just alluding to how cold it's been here in Victoria. If you can't tell, we're not used to it. Yeah, we're soft. So, my question this week is. What's the coldest you've ever been? Well, I spent my uh, my college years in Alberta, so I was in northern Alberta in Edmonton, and it was quite cold. Yeah. I had a couple of minus thirty, minus thirty five. Again, it was it was minus thirty, minus forty in Alberta today. I was I was in that neighborhood, and I was one. I remember one night we went out. Some of the fellows we went out and carried on a little bit at a couple of haunts and I came home and I was on my deck and I had, I had misplaced my keys and I couldn't get into my house. And I thought to myself, am I going to freeze to death on this porch right now? Am I going to freeze to death right here? It was, it was bad, man. There was a couple of those. I had a professor who said too, and I appreciated it being a Southwest coaster. He's like, if it's below minus 25, don't come because I'm not coming. I like, love don't that. come to class because no one's gonna be here. Yeah, which sure. I which I appreciated for sure. Yeah, you want to go out in that. Yeah, so I think that's probably that's probably the coldest I've experienced. Except this morning when I was at work and my face was burning from the wind. <laughs> anyway, that's a recent trauma. And you recency bias. Yeah, for me also. Uh, shout out to Alberta. I had a job a few years ago where I was a student recruiter for Royal Roads University, so I had to travel to different. Uh, colleges i was at uh in calgary at like i believe it's a bow valley college nice yeah yeah so they had an event that i had to go to there and i remember i was staying in downtown calgary i got a a a ride from the 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 airport there and i remember just first time in calgary literally was only there for about 24 hours but i saw this phenomenon and i I don't know if i'm saying it correctly but it was like ice fog is that a thing? Like mm. where it was just kind of like fog, mm. but it was like glistening. Really? Yeah, I'd never seen this before in my life. I don't know if I've experienced this. I think I've heard of it actually. I might have the wrong. I'll put in the notes and corrections if the actual term. But I, ice fog sounds right. I remember looking in the distance and I just so cold the air is like freezing. Yeah, it was crazy. I think it was minus thirty five. Damn. And I remember the guy that was giving me a ride to my hotel was saying like, I would recommend. Do not be outside for more than like five minutes at a time because yeah. I had to walk to a different like to the venue um, in downtown Calgary where I was, yeah. and I remember ordering room service, doing these things, and like 
I was sitting there. I was like, should I go out and go to a bar? It's like the only time I've been in Calgary. Yeah. Like, get out get and see the sights a little bit. Yeah. And then I remember stepping outside and my nose got plugged immediately. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't breathe. My eyeballs felt like they were yeah. frozen. And I was like, nope, stayed in the crib tonight. You went back into and room 404. I was like, I'll order that. Like hamburger. Will Rogers at UW. <laughs> Right. Change of place. Just, just walk outside, walk right back in. <laughs> exactly. That no. um, Grandpa Simpson meme. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to see here. And then the other thing uh, I'll tack on to the story that was just crazy and just like a, a port of reference for me while I was just like, okay, I had to walk the five blocks. I was like all bundled up, had my tooth on, had scarf. I yeah. rarely, if ever, wear a scarf, gloves, everything. Only thing you could probably see was, you know, from here to here. Sure. Uh, for that was your eyes. My eyes, basically. Yes. Yeah. I'm walking a couple of blocks and I be damned. There were multiple people smoking darts. I got to burn them. And I couldn't believe that. I was like, that is quintessential addiction. If you're out here, I can't even breathe. Yeah. And I'm like a fit, you know, healthiest person. Sure. And I'm just walking a few blocks and I'm just like trying to breathe through my mouth, like hyperventilating. Yeah. Trying to and make people it out here. Just, Smoking heaters, blasting them, and this like unfazed, keeping the like, lungs warm. Jamal. That was a different energy, like that. Like, I was like, <laughs> that's that is, great. That is different for me. That's great. But that's yeah, great. that was the coldest I've ever been. I think about minus thirty five in Calgary. So shout out to all our Alberta listeners out there because y'all y'all are uh, real ones. Tough, you're tough. Yeah, in it's inhumane conditions out there right now. Yeah, it's let's wild. go. Let's go. Oppo Taco. What's the hottest you've been in? Ooh. Oh, you know what? This is this is a I think this might be a curveball for you. So really hot conditions in Virginia, like humidity and things like that throughout my life, but we've always had the let's say accoutrement to deal with it. Mm. Air conditioning is abundant in Virginia sure, and the South. Sure. So a few years ago, if you remember, I believe it was like twenty twenty one, maybe we had a crazy heat we had a crazy heat wave here in Victoria. And I believe it was like July or August, like a couple of days there. And it was Fahrenheit on and around like a, a hundred degrees. Okay. Probably, yeah, pushing like 40 degrees or something. We don't have air conditioning in my house. We don't have those types of things. Oh, the heat dome. The heat dome. You remember the heat dome? I do, yeah. We also, <laughs> it happened to also land on a, um, the, the weekend where we had, um, basically like a memorial service for my wife's like, um, grandfather. <laughs> Over at Windsor Park in in Oak Bay. Sorry, if you, I don't mean if, to laugh. If you know, you know. I don't mean this to is laugh. probably the windiest. You know, like Winnipeg is like the coldest, yeah. like windiest uh, yeah. in Chicago, like the windiest. But this is probably the windiest place in 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 Victoria that I've been in, like in Oak Bay. Sure. You said windiest. Windiest. Oh, sorry. I thought I said whitest. Go on. I mean, <laughs> six and one half of the other. Um. So. We're there, and we're even under a shade, like, and it's still just uncomfortable, just sticky, icky, icky. Yeah. And we do the thing, we go there, and I come home, and I remember uh, my wife like ran like a cold bath, which like never happens. <laughs> yeah. And all this stuff. Bring but, the body temp down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm good, whatever. And I remember I had like, a, I think uh, I had like a cocktail or two. Sure. And I was like, oh, like this will help <laughs> cool me Cut off. Cut the heat. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely passed out of heat exhaustion. <laughs> Fell asleep, passed out at okay. like 7 p.m. Okay. 
on like a Saturday night yeah. and then woke up the next morning like no clue like what happened out. like didn't know what happened and just body just said you're done and shut down wow hit the fucking shutdown button wow for me right Inject. here on my hip yeah 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 and happens happens and it was wild I think it's just the fact like I said there was no apparatus there's no mechanism if you will for mm-hmm. me to cool down whereas like mm-hmm. did you were, get in the cold tub or you were like waiting no. to get your for your turn and then you just crashed on the couch i just crashed on the couch i was just like i'm good we're fine here yeah and then i'm just, from virginia it's hot there exactly just sweating profusely but there was nothing like i said no air conditioning no like, that anything. was wild that the, was wild cold, that was that was really hot you're right yeah. though that was really hot i had like multiple fans i remember at one point in the day i had multiple fans pointed at me and I had like the cold towel in the neck, like just kind of yeah, like, like putting that. towels in the freezer like, yeah, that's good. and then yeah, put that in the neck, good. but it still just was no, uh, just couldn't do, couldn't do anything. Mother nature undefeated. Let's take a break. For the first time since 1997, your Michigan Wolverines are national champs. Monday night, they got it done in Houston, Texas, 34, 13 over university of Washington. Justin Kelly, how you feeling? I'm still basking in the glow of that national championship win. Oh, it feels good. Feels good coming off of my lips, JC. What a night Monday was. Yeah, just just these are the these are the moments as a sports fan where you just you know, you really just have to sit in and savor and and like I said, you have to bask in you have to bask in the glory. So as we just talked about, it's been a long week, but um, boy, Monday was something special. And yeah, I have been enjoying the rest of the week. What a what a game. What a game. Maybe not the greatest, maybe not an all-timer, maybe not a thriller yeah. of, a, of a match. But um, yeah, as a... As a a proud Michigan Wolverine fan. Thanks to thanks to my pops, it um, yeah it was special, and and it doesn't happen often. You know they got it done, and this is something listeners may not remember. Or may, I don't even know if we talked about it on air, but I remember you coming visiting me on uh, Thanksgiving and saying, you know what, I think this team has got something. I think this team could compete for the national championship, and you pointed directly to the front. The hog mollies, the, Ooh, nice. the the offensive line and defensive line, yep. the people movers. You yep. were saying these guys got enough. You have obviously Corum. You've got JJ McCarthy, Donovan had a big night the other Donovan day too. Edwards, yep. You've got those guys at the skill positions that are vets and are really astute and, and can get the job done. But most importantly, in any level, but especially in college football, I think if you've got the guys up front mm-hmm. that you can dictate the pace of the game and you can can win based on that. The guys that never touch the ball normally are the guys that control the game as you just said and 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 the theory was going into that game that if Michigan can can play bully ball and and get Michigan's running back the aforementioned Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards going downhill against against a, a relatively stout Washington defense, then then things would be really good. They'd eat up clock like we talked about. And on the other side, if the defensive line could get to the, the, the amazingly talented Michael Penix and get some pressure on him and make him feel um, uncomfortable like a, like a person without a jacket in a snowstorm, then then Michigan might have something. And, and they proved that to be true on Monday night. And God damn, it feels good. For sure. Uh, irresistible force versus an immovable object and the immovable object wins michigan 
the things we talked about, the keys to the game, putting pressure on Penix, they did that. It's another attribute uh, of their you know defensive front. And then on the back end, too, their DBs were doing such a stellar job on the, that crop of, uh, you know, we got three guys in Washington yep. that are probably yep. going to be chosen by the end of the first, second round. Easily. Roma Dunze even in the first five, ten. Yep. Easily, easily. Uh, also, too, I noticed really the the tackling with Michigan. I mean, they they we talked about the old lines, but man, they played hard football. I say as someone who never played football, but they were hitting to hurt. They were playing physical, like they out muscled Washington. That was yep. that was pretty clear. That came through the screen as I watched at the Beagle Pub, and we had the sound on again. Shout out to the Beagle! What a time to be alive! <laughs> yeah, man, what a just a great. Just a great game. And there was that, just quickly, let's sort of work through the game a little bit chronologically, Chronologically, JC. We really haven't seen Donovan Edwards break through like that since last year against Ohio State. And he has two big runs, marches his way into the end zone, and, and Michigan's on the board, and, and they're they're flying UW sort of sort of pulls back in, and there's that middle quarter, an interesting third down play where finally UW gets some some momentum back and and things are hanging in the balance and then quickly near the end of the third and maybe into the fourth to you know sort of round it out Michigan really starts to to lay into them makes a couple of plays Corum's get Corum gets cooking the offensive line starts to push push the the UW D line and JJ makes a couple of plays and all of a sudden some points are on the board and ends up being 33-13 yeah, it, it's funny. There were tense moments. I know at 2013, there were some moments where you're like, okay, this mm-hmm. could go either way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Washington couldn't convert on third down, and that was less of them being um, inept and more of Michigan just being really stout on defense and yeah. getting the job done and keeping keeping things going. Like you said earlier, those big chunk plays, it was really interesting, um, just the contrast of, like, Washington, they're known for, like, their big – gains being these long bombs, 25 right? yards plus exactly I, I saw a stat of something about like Penning said had like the most 20 plus uh yard air air throw i can't remember the, how they say it but basically like 20 plus yard completions throws. thank you yeah and um but michigan they didn't really need to do that as you get like quorum and um, edwards just breaking off these long runs that completely shifts the field or scores touchdowns quorum i think ended i don't know like 130 plus and like two touchdowns or something like that yeah not bad yeah i don't know if he walked away with the player of the game but really the player of the game was probably the offensive line yeah or the or the defensive line exactly yeah i've never seen uh penix he looks physically just beat at the end of the game yeah yeah he He, Michigan was getting to him, and they were making him feel uncomfortable. But he also, and he missed some layups in that game. He did. Some throws that he usually makes. He picked a bad day to have a bad day. (laughs) Well said. You know, like, there was some of that, too. I think it was... I think it was a, a little bit of both there. Michigan probably he probably hasn't had a defense come down on him like that, but he also there were some open targets that he usually is so accurate. I mean, we've been pumping his tires and singing his praises for a f- quite a few eps. Yep. And and he just wasn't he was out of sorts and just wasn't connecting like he normally does and, and yeah, like the yeah, don't have a chance in the national championship game without that. So, yeah, you know, we got a soft spot for UW on the gloss here and it was yeah, he wasn't quite hitting. Yeah, what a difference a week makes. You saw him light up Texas for 430 yards yeah. through the air, and then yeah. 
he looked like late stage Tom Brady just bailing out, throwing some of those balls, happy feet. Yeah. Just couldn't get rid of the ball any quicker, you know, in some of those throws. And like you said, he missed a Dunze on a on a potentially a big play. They had yeah. one called back at one point two for uh you know, maybe a little bit of a soft holding call. So they just had a bad day, like you said, but the funny thing was they hung around, they hung around for they a while. They still had a chance. They, they still it was there. They it did. was there. Yeah, their defense, as I had asked last week, I said they had to bend but don't break, and they did that for a long time, and then yep. eventually the dam yep. broke, you know? But I think um credit J- to Michigan. JJ sorry, JJ McCarthy, Michigan's quarterback. Yes. I mean he what did he have? How many yards did he have throwing? I think he had less than 200, 196 yeah. or something like that, which is normal for him. Yeah. Made a few plays with his feet, handed the ball off like he should. Like, oh man. Didn't he, really he's 20, over, he's 27, now 28 and one at Michigan as the starter wow. with a national championship. Again, you listed the dates of their last ones, and you know, like he's now an all timer. Yeah, Harbaugh said he was his, uh, you know, thought like the best Michigan quarterback he's yeah. he's had, and it's come true. You know, um, I love seeing the stuff. Briefly, I just wanted to point out, glorious JC. <laughs> if you were watching the game, they were talking about JJ's mental uh, wellness. I'll say, and different things like before the games, you sent me a text of him grounding himself, which he. He did in the Rose Bowl. He did every He game. does all the time. Yeah. But it's drawn more attention. And I think with all the things going on in the world now, you and I often off mic talk about mental health and mental um, awareness and mental wellness. And it was cool to see that moment for me as someone who hasn't watched a lot of Michigan, doesn't know as much as you about them. And seeing the, um, I don't know what his exact title is, but there was a, a guy who's like a, psych, a sports psychologist. Sure on the bench and like going into the fourth quarter essentially checking in checking with JJ in. nice and having a moment and and you could see JJ just like was positive and they were just kind of having like this moment where they were both locked in everything else melted away yeah i'll see if i can find it and, and maybe and add it to our instagram if if possible but at the sports class that's right and it was really just cool just to see that you don't see that that often um, I don't at least and I thought that was really significant and it speaks to the character of JJ to go through that gauntlet all the shit he had to go through last Big year at time. TCU and Big all that time. stuff being high <clears throat> high profile program and the number one dude there thank you for saying the TCU now it, last year I remember and you remember and those out there who maybe don't Michigan lost in the semifinal to TCU in a bit of a shocking contest yeah Another one I was at the Beagle for, they let me in back then. They, um, they, uh, man, and that was a, that was a total gut punch, a, a total kick in the stick I didn't see coming. <laughs> and so to, to come here a year later, yeah, JJ doesn't throw for a lot of yards. If you listen to us on the gloss, you know, JJ, I find JJ a little sketchy, but you know, check in with your friends, little mental wellness. He's shown that he has the fortitude to get through it and, and, they want it all, right? Yeah. Don't you don't need to do everything. You, sometimes you can just hand off and and let the uh, what do you call them the the, the hog mollies. The, the hog mollies the molly hogs <laughs> do some of the work. Play to your strengths. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice segue to Jim Harbaugh, the architect of all of this, 
And the big question on everybody's brain right now is... Who's got it better than us? <laughs> Nobody. It's true. Nobody's got it better than him. But they we're wondering, if is he going to come back? Is he going to be a Michigan? Suspended for six games this year. Yeah. Do you think this is his last hurrah in NCAA <sighs> this, football? This is hard. This is hard for me. This is really hard for me. Uh, now, let's just remember. Let's just rewind. A few years ago, Michigan asked Jim Harbaugh to take a pay cut to keep his job. There was also people, I may have been one of those on a frustrated Saturday morning, who at times felt that a fall Saturday morning that maybe, you know, as much as I was so happy when he, he went back to Ann Arbor nine years ago that that maybe, you know, the results weren't there. There was some 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 bad losses uh, that, you know, I won't, we won't rehash, but I was worried about things for a while, but he's, he came through, he's proven the longevity, the fortitude again has come through. And, you know, at this point, you know, he's got, got, get yourself one of these. He's got that, he's got that (laughs) national championship. And if he went on to, to back to the NFL, if he feels that's a box, he I wouldn't begrudge him for that if he needs to do that. Yeah. As mentioned in episode 40, the Sean Kemp episode, I I think he should stay at Michigan. I think they're going to give him a huge raise. Yeah. I think that that he seems to be pro player. He seems to be quite comfortable in the new NIL and the portal space from what one can gather. Yeah. And and I think I think, as mentioned, I think that a rotation of players serves him well in his personality. I don't think that players are going to drown him out or turn him off, tune him out, whatever their, your language is around when players stop listening to coaches. I think the nas- the natural rotation of players in, in college sports uh, lends itself well to, to his personality from what I can glean. And I, th- I think he should stay... But if the San Diego Chargers come in, sorry, the L.A. Chargers come in and offer him a big bag of loot, then bless his heart, Jim. Thanks. You know, thanks. Sharon Moore appears to be ready to take the job. Jesse Minter appears to be ready to take the job. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe I mentioned it a few episodes ago, too. Maybe it's Seattle. Maybe it's somewhere else. I don't know. What do you, th- what do you think on, on my friend Coke Bottle Jim, Coach Jim? Very well said from you. I think... If he's going to leave, this is it. This is the time. I don't know what he's going to do. He, sorry to interrupt you. He flirted with Minnesota. Yep. He flirted with the Denver Broncos. Like he's been, he's been out there for sure. And and he's uh, on that coaching, that grinder coaching app, <laughs> flipping left and right, as the kids say. That's amazing. It's so true. And he's got the pick of the litter right now too, because there's I think like nine or so um, NFL jobs that yeah. are open. Maybe more to come after this weekend. Probably, yeah, more right? than likely. I think right. there's some more dominoes to fall. Yeah. But also, Jim left in a in a good way. I think with San Francisco and the NFL, and I think there are a lot of a lot of guys that would love to have him. And I think as well... He's got the leverage now coming off that. Uh, just to jump the shark here on you, JC, did you yeah. see that moment where where his brother, NFL coaching brother John, of the one of the favorites, as mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens, sort of got his attention on the sidelines and they had a nice brotherly embrace on I the sidelines it. and they hugged each other on That's the sidelines cool. and... And he was, and then he went back to coaching, like kind of mid game, which you don't normally see. Did you catch that? No, that's no. Cool. It, was, it was a cool, it was a neat little moment. It was like John just kind of swooped in and got his attention, and 
and they gave each other a hug and a bit of a good luck and then Jim had to jump back in. It was it was neat. That is cool. The family business. They're quirky, like they're interesting yeah. dudes for yeah. sure. And I love that and I, I totally believe that like he could have that moment and just still lock back in and yeah. then have success. But I think I think stay. I, I think yeah. he should stay. Yeah. I think he like you said, he's navigated all these things really well. He's got the last laugh after the suspensions and all the like the shit basically that they went through this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also if if you ever had an opportunity to leave, like now is the time to go when you're kind of like top yeah. of your game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and now he's like like he has checked the box. So if he wants to do something else, I don't know. But like, where's the landing spot? Does he take his? You know, he lives, apparently he lives in a house beside his parents. Yeah. Right? His parents, they're neighbors with his parents. He's got this big chicken coop in the backyard, right? He's in chickens now, right? Like, what's he going to, he's sort of, he's got some younger-ish kids now. He's going to pack them up and move them back west, which he's obviously comfortable living there. But I don't know. I don't see him as the coach of the Washington Commies. Nope. I don't see him in L.A. I I mean, I I can see, like, the infrastructure in L.A. being there for him, but I don't see him as an L.A. guy. No, no. I mean, the quarterback there would bring him there, but not much else. Yeah, maybe Seattle, Las Vegas apparently is another rumor. He doesn't seem like a Vegas guy. And Vegas, you know, that team is... I don't know. I think the dream situation for Haba, and it's not open right now, but I think I would love to see him in Green Bay. Ooh. Just as like a like a spiritual fit. Yeah. Like all of the yeah. energy in Green Bay, like yeah. the like the history. That's good. That's it good. being kind of this like um team of the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Community owned team sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Small Midwest town. Yep. I thought um I thought that Chicago might be a landing place. Now they've yeah. like re-upped their coach and they're not moving on, but I thought him being the former quarterback of the Bears, that might be some place that he'd go. I think that would have been a great spot. Yeah. I think Chicago is making an error because Eberflus isn't the dude, but yeah. we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. So a lot of speculation about Harbaugh and man, the coaching carousel really got going this week. Went crazy in the last day or two. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Michigan defeated Alabama, and apparently that was Nick Saban's final game. See you, Nick. <laughs> Nick Saban retired this week, uh, no longer the coach at Alabama. He's, and he was there for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. There's a statue in front in this front of the stadium for him. Yeah, in a lot of respects, he is Alabama football, and like to a lot of people, yeah. you know. And he's moving on now, retiring. He's still going to have a, a role. Uh, within the the college, I'm, I don't know, kind of a supervisory an role. Yeah. yeah, still has an office in the. Apparently, uh, he was stadium. interviewing a wide receivers coach in the morning, and then gave his notice to the AD at like two thirty three in the afternoon, like just like that. He was like, you know what? Nah, I'm out. <laughs> he's he's you know he's older. He's in his seventies. Seventy two. Yeah, I think that. I don't know for a fact. Obviously, I'm not boys with Nick Saban. Not yet. <laughs> but I imagine the NIL, the portal, all of these things. The new age, new age college football. Too SEC much. taking on yeah. more teams. Texas and Oklahoma coming in. The, yeah. the playoff moving to 12 teams next year. Yeah. Probably a lot of right. things where right. he was just like, you know what? I'm done here. But my question to you, how will you remember him? What are your memories? I'm not saying you have to be fond memories, but like, how you remember uh, Nick Saban, aka Nick Satan? 
I like, um, well, clearly like a winner, a well-organized guy. And look at his coaching tree. All his OCs and his DCs are all over the place. Most notably Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, there's many. You know, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, that's just a small, small little taste. Um, what will I remember about the Nick Tater? Uh, I'll remember, <laughs> you know... Uh, I'll remember him being a dick in his press conferences with that Coke bottle proudly dispa- displayed right in, right in front of him. That's yep. that's mostly what I'll remember. His attitude towards the public didn't seem to be so no. warm. I think he the players obviously liked him. He I mean they get the best recruits in the country every year and put a lot of guys in the NFL, but yeah, his attitude was a little frosty, but you know, I'm sure that's a little bit public facing. I mean, the guy's the guy's a winner. Yeah, the guy out of you know at the time when he got hired, remember he was the coach of the Miami Dolphins, and they asked him one day, "Are you, are you going to take the job at Alabama?" He says, "No, I'm going to stay here with the Miami <laughs> Dolphins." The next day, the next day he's on a private jet to Tuscaloosa, and it's a wrap. And he's been there for the last 15 years or 17 years, and won some national titles. And they, they're the most dominant program in in college football in our lifetimes. Yes. And um, yeah, that's what I'll remember about him. What about you? Yeah, you said it so well, and I don't have much else to add. Like the big thing I was going to talk about is his his, uh, his his coaching tree that has many branches. Like yeah. all of these guys, his assistants or guys that have worked under him, have had so much success success elsewhere, and they've been the standard really for yeah. Yeah. like you said, decade plus. And it's going to be interesting this new landscape. Um, with him not in the picture, and that's he nice. went Michigan State. Yep, you know his head coaching uh, history is Michigan State, LSU, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, and then Alabama. Yeah, only a few stops there. Not a bad run. Not a bad run at all. Now he's going to be on his pontoon boat with his wife Miss Terry <laughs> out there sucking back some sweet teas for sure. Yeah. Oh man, I it's. Good on him. I mean, good for him. Like, get out when the getting's good, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it's funny. This Alabama team, early in the year, they had that less, uh, loss to Texas, and we were just thinking, this team is not a typical Alabama. They don't yep. have a lot of superstars on the yep. offensive side of the ball. Nick, Nick Saban's losing it. And somehow, some way— They won the rest of their games. They won the rest of their games. Yeah. They take the national champ, Michigan, to overtime. A we're dicey OT. bullets. Bullets. Watching this game. Bullets. And and now he's he says I'm done, hmm. and in steps, Kalen DeBoer. We're going there. We're going there. It's so crazy because we we're just instantly having all this speculation. I heard from our guy, Feinbaum. Uh, shout out to Feinbaum if you're listening at home. We're he's saying Alabama is going to have somebody as a head coach in 72 hours, and I'm just thinking, what? How? How are they going to have somebody? And then we're just all the speculation. Is it Dan Lanning from Oregon? Is Lane Kiffin going to come over from Ole Miss? You know, is Dabo going to come from Clemson? They've been right. down. Correct. He's got ties to Alabama as a player. And here we are. Kalen DeBoer, winner, everything he does. Um, and he's now Except he's, for Monday night. Except for Monday night. Fair. <laughs> Great. Always pile on because you have the right to. But now, I mean, he built this up at Washington quickly. <sighs> Two and, years he was at Washington. Yeah, and next thing you know, he's, he's gone. The guy at Alabama. Oh man, those bright lights. 
Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about how do you feel about Kalen DeBoer losing the national championship game on Monday night, building that program back up? You know, the UW's got a great history, but the last couple of years have been spectacular. Yes. And Kalen DeBoer takes a lot of credit for that. And he loses on Monday night. And then by Thursday, it's rumored Friday today, he, he's gone. He's gone to Alabama. Now, no one saw Nick Saban retiring. So that's an unforeseen an unforeseen progression. But, wow, man, things move fast. It does. And, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't expect it. I heard a little bit of rumors, obviously, about him stepping in. But I just thought, he's got a good deal in Washington. He's built something. Why would he want to go? But... Apparently, Washington offered did double his salary. Wow. Yeah. They were going to pay him $9.2 million a year to stay at UW. <laughs> Nuts. And, and as I sent to you today, it's going to cost Alabama $100 milli. Yeah. $100 milli to what it's going to, what the, they'll end up paying Kalen DeBoer with his buyout and his contract. It's a hundred million dollar deal. If he goes 10 and three next year, if he goes nine and four next year in Tuscaloosa, Oof. you think they're going to be happy? No. Woo! I know there's endless money down there, but geez, Louise, I can't imagine the calls coming in local radio from uh, Cooter and uh, yeah, yeah. Tuscaloosa. Exactly. Talking about this. Get uh, this Yankee out of here. <laughs> Get this carpet bagger out of here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, I mean, it's probably the best job, but also the worst job. And that you're replacing a legend at a university yeah. that yeah. winning is yep. the yep. standard. You know, like you said, if you lose multiple games in a season, it's a failure, which is ridiculous, especially at the competition level in the SEC, and it's only going to get more competitive. Yes. And I mean, he's he's jumping into the gauntlet, jumping in the fire there. Um, at the guy same must, time, guy must loves the challenge. Yeah. Now I heard a lot of interviews with with Kalen DeBoer this year uh, while working here and listening on the radio. Man, he seemed like a really like quality human being. And this move, I'm, I'm not saying this move doesn't make it doesn't make him that. Yeah. But he seemed like a really smart, competent, quality guy, and and. I don't know. You just feel, I don't know. This is the this is the sort of slimy, swarmy part about college sports, right? Yeah. Like, I was reading something today, and it's like these guys are professional liars, and <laughs> and and they they kind of have to be to some yeah. degree, right? Because if you you have to leave before you get fired, like you're hired to be fired, right? So you have to look. You always have to be looking for the next thing, but in the meantime. I mean, young young people are sort of you know cast astray as you're you're moving on. Cast astray, cast astray, cast astray. Thank yeah. you. Thank but you. no, it's true. Like you said, like you typically like Saban's going out relative high and called his own you know called his own shot there. But a lot of guys they don't get that. They're just they're just fired. And I think DeBoer, like my big question is. Is he going to be able to retain the talent? Because you've already seen a few guys in Alabama entering the portal. Is he going to be able to bring guys back? And can he recruit in the SEC? And can he recruit in the SEC? Yeah, and, and that comes that comes down to NIL. Yep. Like connections in NIL, that's the world now. And right, are the boosters going to immediately hop on and say, you know what? I'm sure like, they are. Yeah, I'm at, sure they will. At Alabama, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Let's talk about two other 72-year-olds while we're talking coaching carousel. Let's talk about two other 72-year-olds, which surprisingly, 
retired, were forced out, like Nick Saban this week, JC, in the football realm. Let's talk about Bill Belichick, longtime Patriots legend, arguably the, the best coach in pro football for the longest time, sort of uh, moving on from the, not sort of, moving on from the Patriots and yeah. and local legend and perhaps the most energetic 72-year-old <laughs> in the world, Pete Carroll. Spry. Spry. Tried. He said he fought for his job to stay on as head coach of the, the Seattle Seahawks. And um, and owner of the team, Jody Allen, I believe is the woman's name, who's the owner, said, you know what? We're going in a different direction. How about those two moves? How does that grab you? The There's a interesting like uh, synchronicity or like symmetry with both Saban and Belichick leaving. They were both on that, um, you know, Cleveland coaching staff at the same time. They're big good friends Belichick is saying how Saban has that Croatian blood just like him and you know both are um, (laughs) if they had to have avatars there'd be Darth Vader I think both of them are just kind of the dark side but they get it done they seem kind of like the fun police Belichick and Saban yeah and it's funny because like you hear all these stories at least with Belichick where it's like behind closed doors he's actually cool yeah but like well i think the players love sabin too but yeah. no one ever sees that no no it's just super dry press conferences yep. and just yeah you don't want any piece of it but the belichick thing i think it was the writing was on the wall it's time to go like that team has not new england has not been you know obviously tom brady leaves and you lose a lot of talent there but like they're not the same and he hasn't really drafted well he hasn't been good in free agency mm-hmm. i think yeah things soured there it's time for him to go i have a lot of patriots fans in my life who are you know sad to see him go tom brady winning that championship with the buck buccaneers that yeah. year sort of throws a little bit of shade on belichick too right like was for it sure. the coach the coach or the quarterback yeah yeah, and but yeah, I think good for Belichick. He's going to land somewhere. Um, we can talk about that briefly. He's going to Washington. I think he's going to Washington. You think he's going to Washington? Yeah. I think he's going to Atlanta. Ooh. But he does have tie like Washington regionally. He had spent some time in his youth like there in that region. So I could see that happening. They're overhauling their culture big time. They've got Bob Myers, former uh, Golden State Warriors. Right. You know, impresario. Yeah. yeah kind of helping with uh, I guess the question there is Jamal sort of cut you off is is how much longer does he have like Mm. he's not it doesn't I don't think he's going to go to a place where he's going to do a big rebuild he's 72 how much longer is he going to coach five years max so to go in some place as I sort of contradict myself here to go in some place where the cupboards are bared probably doesn't make much sense he needs to go in some place that is ready, almost ready to win or on the precipice of looking like a, a team on the rise. Tennessee? No, I don't see Tennessee. Maybe even the Chargers. We were talking about Harbaugh going there. Like They've got a good quarterback. They've got um, a lot of pieces there in the puzzle, new stadium, yeah. like pretty decent yeah. infrastructure. So I can't see him on the West Coast, though. But then, yeah, it's hard to see him on the West Coast, yeah. whereas Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta would be hilarious, by the way, 28-3. Like just the like the comeback. Hey now. Like for him to go there, Arthur nice. Blank to be like, nice. I'm, I'm cutting checks to a guy who like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I want him in a Home Depot frock on the sidelines <laughs> instead of that gray hoodie. <laughs> yeah. So I could see him. In Atlanta needs a quarterback. 
but yeah but i think they could fix that in the draft number eight pick we could get in we'll get into that later in the um and and you know after the the nfl season but i think that's what i like about it like atlanta washington uh and the chargers are potential options i don't see him going somewhere like you said like he's not gonna go to carolina he's not gonna go somewhere where he's got to no. build it from no. scratch essentially no. no like you said and he he may not say it um outwardly and openly but he probably wants to get the wins uh the highest wins total sure you know sure so i think that is a goal and if you get a team that's gonna be in the mix atlanta my other thing here is their division sucks yeah like carolina's terrible new orleans isn't very good he can coach them into the playoffs right you win 10 11 games you're you're gonna yeah. get in the playoffs and you're they gonna have a home a game so there's that pete carroll i think he's gonna find somewhere to land too i think that he's still got the energy i'm curious he's got the energy man have you seen him chew gum have you seen... <laughs> he's got a basketball hoop in his office just throwing them just like, he's putting up jumpers throwing passes in uh practice he's doing Seattle. work he's putting in work yeah we, I, we won't dwell too long, but I think he's so synonymous for me with the Seattle. Like I, The other day I was listening to local talk radio and I was just like. Tough week for Seattle sports. Our oh, friends yeah. down south. Your oh, friends yeah. down at the Boar's Head Pub and at the Moore Hotel. Golly, what a week. I mean, you our, lose. Our you favorite lose the American city other you, than uh, Richmond. <laughs> you lose to, to Michigan. UW used to Michigan on, on Monday. Kalen DeBoer is gone a few days later. And then peak, prior to that, Pete Carroll's gone. Uh, and you just barely missed the playoffs if you're a Seahawks fan. Yeah. You're 12. Yeah. So it's a fucking tough week in uh, in Seattle sports right now in football. But, yeah, I think Pete seems like the natural fit for the Chargers, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, like he's at that. USC for That's a while. Good. That, that makes energy, sense. like Herbert, I could see that working. He's done well with quarterbacks through the years. Yeah, I think so. That seems good. I like that. Yeah. So we'll see where they land. Belichick, Harbaugh, Carroll. If he's if he doesn't want to be an advisor to the Seahawks, should be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So who takes over at UW for DeBoer? I think Grub, the OC, should yeah. be promoted. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, or unless. Alabama gives him, you know, like three million bucks a year to be the OC at Alabama, which they might. They might. That uh, passing attack for Washington was Splendid. unique and awesome Splendid. this year. Guys were always open. Let's keep it moving and let's move through this week's football, Jamal. Um, we got playoffs are starting in the NFL. Where the NFL season, like the the greatest part of any season, but especially NFL is here. Let's talk about the games this weekend. Let's quickly hit your picks for the weekend, yes. and let's go through the games. Pick our winners. Shout out to Betstamp. Yeah, let's go. So Browns Texans uh, happening tomorrow. Browns are two and a half point favorites, even though they're on the road. I gotta go. Browns to cover, Browns to win. Woo-hoo! Riding that Joe Flacco train. I thought you words might... I never thought I'd say in 2024. I thought you might go the other way on that. We haven't talked about these off mic. I like that pick. I'm rolling with the Browns too. Yeah, CJ Stroud had an amazing year. Should be rookie of the year, I'd imagine. But I just don't know if the Texans defense can do enough, even though they're at home. I like Joe Flacco. He's he's we're the same age, 37, 38. That's a joke. <laughs> um I agree. Also, the Browns have a great defense. Yes, great point. Well, another point. Uh, let's not forget. Let's not forget. This is the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Oh yes, right. Great call. Gone is the memory of <laughs> Deshaun Watson and his his admiration for a massage. 
Yeah. Right? And, Hand jobs and, and Malbec. Right? Yeah. The Argentinian that he is. <laughs> the, the the Texans and the Browns is the Deshaun, the, the Deshaun Watson ball. Yeah. Let's least we forget. And where's Deshaun? He's sure ain't at the game. <laughs> and he's not playing for either of those teams, right? Isn't awesome. that wild? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Thought you'd like that. Uh, all that guaranteed money. All that guaranteed money, that huge contract moving from the Texans to the Browns. And look at the Texans rebounded with uh, Stroud, and then they're Cleveland. great. They're great. Uh, their head coach, who's probably going to win Coach of the Year. What's that cat's name? Former uh, Miko Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, former defensive player for them, and and the Browns doing so well with the aforementioned old ass Joe Flacco, and again. Deshaun Watson's nowhere to be found. It's pretty interesting, man. And and that's why I brought it up like that, because we've kind of forgot about that, but it's kind of crazy. Well said. That was really good. The next game I want to talk about is the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. And you know what? If you'd have told me this in, like, October, mm-hmm. I'd be like, there's no way this is a wild card game. Both right. of these teams are elite. Right. But, oh, how the last few weeks have uh, been harsh to both of these teams. Yeah. We're in Kansas City. They're roughly four point favorites would you say these two teams back in october would you say these two teams are never ever getting back together <laughs> that's right i, I was i was a rough work and i was trying there it's no, not bad though that was good um I, you know the big thing with this and we were talked about it earlier in the pod before we talked football is is the weather it's supposed to be like I don't know, 30 crazy mile cold. per hour winds. Crazy cold. Just crazy shit. Kansas City is notorious for being super cold. Tua, like, doesn't win in cold weather. No. No. I mean, he's from Hawaii. Yeah. And yeah. as and well. Then Alabama and then Miami. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the Dolphins have been super banged up. Chiefs to win, Chiefs to cover. Yes. Okay, we're in agreement through two. Let's change that on the next one. But I, <laughs> I agree. I don't think – I think the weather – Again, this part of the year we were talking weather earlier in the pod. Weather plays a factor, man. This is an outdoor sport. Yeah, and speaking of weather, Buffalo is Mostly not, an outdoor sport. Yeah, Buffalo is going to be frigid uh, tomorrow. and they're, Anywhere from seven inches to three feet of snow <laughs> in, in Buffalo. We call that a, the lake effect. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Steelers, Who you got? Steelers, Bills. Bills, 10-point favorites, which is crazy to no, me no. crazy no who's so, playing who's playing qb for the steelers mason rudolph mason rudolph and he's been hot and you know what you're missing tj watt and that's gonna be a big deal but you are getting back minka fitzpatrick and the safeties for steelers i hmm? i'm gonna go out on a whim and a limb steelers, a whim and a limb steelers definitely will cover steelers to win like that out of you brassy just to be different i'm gonna take the bills but i like that i think the steals steelers cover too bills win but steelers to cover good pick by you yeah my heart of hearts i feel like the bills will get it done but josh no, Allen, you just picked the steelers stay but, with it may the winners be yours josh allen you never know what's gonna happen it could be a glorious game where he's anointed as the best quarterback in the league or he throws two picks and a fumble man they've been up and down <clears throat> they've been up and down let's get into packers versus the cowboys the boys, where's this game? This game's in Dallas, and they don't lose there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry Dome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump you on this one because I, this is my, this is my, uh, this is my, my pick here. I think the Packers. Ooh, I'm taking the Packers. 
with Dallas is by seven and a half. I think the Packers cover, and I think the Packers win, and Mike McCarthy and his big ass are canned in a couple of days. <laughs> that's that's my out there pick. I like that. Take that, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see it. I think the Cowboys don't lose at home, and I think they're going to win. CeeDee Lamb has had a legendary year, almost 1,700 yards receiving, mm-hmm. uh, most ever for any Dallas uh, receiver, and you get talking Irvin, Drew Pearson, all these guys. I think Dallas, I think it, I think they're not going to cover. I think it's going to be a tight game, but okay. I think Dallas gets by. But okay. I, I think if they do lose, maybe Bill Belichick's going to have a, a star Ooh. on his shirt soon. No, that's interesting. Yeah. The, yeah, these jobs will again open up after this. Maybe the, that's how things will really shake down. Somebody's getting fired on Harbaugh Black Monday. Too. Maybe Harbaugh too. Yeah, it's true. People are going to be fired. Okay, next game, uh, the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams... And Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. Detroit. Stafford Bowl. And uh, we've got the the upstart Lions having their best year in a long time since like 1952 or something I was reading last night when I couldn't sleep. Who you got in this game? The Detroit Lions or the Rams in the Stafford Bowl? Lions, congratulations. You have a home playoff game. You won your division. It's been a long time. Too bad you're going to lose. Too bad you're going to lose. Your old quarterback, your ex, is going to come in. Oh, she looking good, too. It's going to puka Nakua all over you. Nice, nice. <laughs> and, and Kyron Williams is going to have a field day. Your defense can't stop a nosebleed. And I think the Rams cover and win here. What you got? I like that pick. I was going to go that way. To be different, I'm going to take Cal Bear. Jared Goff. Let's go. Dan Campbell and his quad shot espressos every morning. <laughs> this heart's racing. Being the coffee drinker that I am, and just to be different, I'll take the Lions. Been a big week for the state of Michigan. That continues. Lions win. Woo! Lock it down. Okay. Lock it in. Monday. Monday. Inauspicious game here. It's a weird game. Weirdly weird game. Philadelphia Eagles, who have been struggling. <laughs> Definitely struggling. I think they're like one in five of their They last are the definition of, of struggling. They're headed down to Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield waiting for them. Philly. Again, another former Cleveland Browns quarterback. That's right. Wouldn't they be happy to still have Baker Mayfield now? Hey, another odd Cleveland Brown thought. You wouldn't have had to pay him 200 plus million dollars to sit on the sidelines. Eagles have shit their pants the last four weeks. They People look have figured awful. Them out. AJ Brown's not playing. Oy. Jalen Hurts is Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of things playing against them. Who you got? Bucks. Yeah. Philly is a two and a half point favorite, nah, which is crazy, crazy to me going crazy. on the road. But I think I'm uh, taking the Bucks. The Bucks. Ba- Baker and Mike Allstott. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm taking Baker and Allstott in that. Love it. Yeah, Let's fire that cannon in Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> fire that cannon. <laughs> still got Mike Evans. Mike Evans catching uh, passes there. He's still there. Yeah, man. Let's go Bucks. Yeah, I like it. That'll be good. That'll be a good game on Monday. Magic Mike. Let's take a break. As we close out this week's episode, episode 41, the, the Dirk Nowitzki episode, let's uh, hit a couple of things quickly here, JC, in the sporting realm. Just just a couple of quick hitters. Firstly and most notably, and God, send me on a plane right now to Melbourne, the uh, Aussie Open about to kick off. Give me, a, give me a taste of the field, your thoughts on what may or may not happen in the early days of it. Yeah, love to. I'm so excited about this. Tennis never sleeps. 
I'll go through the men and the women briefly here. I think of the top four seeds who are Djokovic, Alcaraz, Medvedev in the center, any of them can win, but I think the guy who's going to win is Djokovic. I could see a Djokovic-Alcaraz final. It's very chalky, I know, but Djokovic typically does not lose in Australia. He's had some time to refresh. He's fit. I think he's going to be on top of his game. He's going to be really hard to take down. I did place a bet on one Yannick Center, your favorite center. I like that. Um, Back in November, I think it was like 1,200 plus 1,200, so I could win a little bit of Skrilla there. Nice. So Center is kind of my outside pick, but if you want to go long, long, long shots, I would Give me Blake Shelton. Yeah, I think Shelton, he had a good week this week. He lost in the semifinals of the tune-up tournament he was in in Auckland, New Zealand. And Dimitrov won a tournament last week, last year, and Alex uh, Dimonar, the Aussie, plays really well at home. Ooh. Has been really Ooh. hot lately. I like an Aussie on home soil. I like a I like a little Leighton Hewitt in my diet. Yeah, there you go. Good yeah. call out. Yeah, um, Dimonar, he's great. He's electric, just really fast. Like <laughs> his his uh, his nickname is Speed Demon. He's he's amazing. Um, I would like to see him make some noise. I think he'll go deep, but I don't think he'll win it. But if you want to place that bet, I think you can get a good return on it. I think he, I placed a bet the other day, dollar will get you $41 if he wins. Hey, now. So you can, Shout out to bets now. Yeah, you can you can expand on that. If he did win, he would be the first Australian male to win the Aussie Open since 1976. Shout out to Edmondson. So long shots there. I'm taking Djokovic. For the women... Last year, <laughs> go ahead. long shots there. I'm taking Djokovic. <laughs> Take a Djokovic. Hope the if- donkeys of Australia are ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Give me the women breakdown. Sabalenka won last year over Rivikina. Yeah. I think I-, I started really liking her in the um, in the Point Break doc, the yeah. season one. Yeah, she's great, man. Yeah. She's she's a lot of fun. They've got a new season of that coming out soon too. Yeah, the season out. It's uh, just debuted on the tenth. I've been watching that. There's a is it good? As good? It's really yeah. It's really nice. well done. Nice. Um, the first episode actually is really focused on her. She lost her father last year, but then still won the Australian Open. It's her first championship that uh, Grand Slam that she's won. She had a couple of weeks last year at number one in the world. She's number two currently. I think Sabalenka. I would love to see her repeat, and I think she's got a good shot at it. Igor cool. Sviantek, right, number one in the world. Yes. I think has got a shot at it. Coco Goff coming off of that win in the nice. U.S. Open. I think she could also be a, a noisemaker. And then um, Ribakina, the the player who has won the Wimbledon in the past and has been really successful and had a really good week last week winning a tournament. She could be great. My long shots. Caroline Garcia of France. She's streaky, but when she's on, she We love a on. streaker. <laughs> We're going streaking. And then Justin's favorite, Buffalo's own, Jessica Bagula. Same odds as the Bills. Yeah, all five foot four of her. She's great. Um, she's gives by the way, just generally, if you're ever watching um press conferences, she always gives the breast uh, uh Easy. Easy. Sorry. The best press conferences, little tongue tied there. 
Um, she last year at one point just cracked a beer in the middle of a, of a presser where she was just like tired of the questions. She's just done. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, she is uh, Buffalo Sabers and Buffalo Bills owners uh, progeny, yeah. as we've alluded to earlier. But yeah. she's been hot. She needs lately. to win. She needs the money. <laughs> Not at all. She's uh she's probably gonna have one eye on the Bills. She's such a I mean. huge Bills fan. That's what it's, I mean. Well, really she great. should be. She owns a team. Yeah, she's got a tough draw. I think Sablanka's going to take it. Okay, noted. Yeah. Jot so, it down. Place those bets. Um, moving into best of the rest, a lot of things happening in sports this week. I mean, we're just scratching the tip of the uh, the iceberg, tip of the surface, whatever you want to say. Those are my tennis takes, but there's so much happening in the world of sports across the globe and different avenues. want to talk about other things happening. Tiger Woods, after 27 years of a collaboration and alliance with Nike, Oof. calls it a day. Wow. Long relationship. I mean. His longest. <laughs> the red shirt on Sundays, you know. Yeah. Synonymous. I don't want to speak for you, but I think we're both sort of medium, not super big golf fans, but that is synonymous with Tiger. And when he was in his heyday, it was it was pretty pretty captivating. Would you ever quit your day job to be a Navy SEAL? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Me no. neither. No. I'm curious to see where Tiger lands. Um, I've never really... been to that restaurant that he likes either. <laughs> Good service, I hear. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, jokes aside... Um, I know his daughter is a is is on the rise as a, um, a golf prodigy, and I'm curious to see what happens with her. But also, so is his son. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, but I'm curious to see where he lands. And he's done some stuff with uh, Foot Joy as far as sponsorship, but it's gonna be weird not seeing with the check on his jersey or his shirt, I should say, and the yeah. and the red shirt on Sundays. Maybe he just you know shifts to another uh, another company, but probably. What's he pocketed off Nike this relationship? I mean, he must, you know, they they must have had, you know, 600 million or something has probably been passed between them. Like, I mean, he really galvanized and brought back golf uh, for oh, a large twice portion. Twice. Yeah, multiple times. And I mean. <laughs> and we talk about, we talk about visibility. Yeah. Being a person of color and, and having success in a, a very uh, majority, you know, white sport there. Um, it's cool to see that. I'm, I'm curious to see with the this kind of next chapter slash potentially final chapter of mm-hmm. his career mm-hmm. holds. He's had a lot of injuries and things like that. Yeah, so. the leg. He's limping around out there with that leg injury from the car accident a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. He's been, had a really, you know, checkered pass there, but maybe he's still got a little bit left in the tank. He should get a driver. Let's talk a little about Draymond and Adam Silver. So Draymond came out on his podcast and said that Adam Silver talked him out of retiring. Now Draymond's been suspended for three weeks now, almost a month, yeah. maybe 20-ish games. Is he coming back soon? He's back uh, practicing with the Warriors, and goddamn if they don't need him. Yeah, they do. They need, need anything yeah, they, they can get. But yeah, he's he's coming back, and I mean, interested to see like if we're gonna see some of these sim- similar antics that you know got him into this position. I think one more foul up is gonna cost him his post playing career at TNT. I wouldn't be surprised. You're right. I know they like him over there, but you know what? He's he's made a lot of mistakes that are 
egregious. Eventually, if you're looking like a little bit of a loose cannon, a little bit of a menace to society, you know, that's not going to play on basic cable. Not at all. All right. No, I'm interested to see. You th- I give him five games before he, like, does something silly. Egregiously elbow someone in the eye socket. Do you think that he should have retired? No, 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 no. Too no. soon? Too soon. He's only like 32. No, nah, he shouldn't retire, but he's a little bit on. He needs to kind of check himself, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. How about uh, NBA? How about John Morant coming back for just a little just a little twirl around the ballroom? Then he, <laughs> then he pieces out of here. He's done for the year. I know. Memphis, what a terrible year. Like They started off with his suspension and a plethora of in- injuries, and then he comes back and tears a labrum in his shoulder. He's out for the year now. They were just kind of getting started. Things were going. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart also mm-hmm. got injured the other mm-hmm. day. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks. And just an awful year for them. My question for you is, like, do you think with the mental stuff, the off-court stuff, and this injury stuff, is he going to bounce back and get back to that level where he was capturing all of our imaginations prior, like prior John to John Morant? This? Yeah, John Morant. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. That seems like a long way to go. He's got some work to do uh, with his public image, with, I mean... Not to call into someone else, not to call into question someone else's decision making, but it appears from the outside looking in, it hasn't been great. Yep. And this injury is problematic. If he starts to slow down as he gets older, like we all do, that that's going to affect his game. He's got good hands, though. He can shoot the rock. Went to Murray State. I'm, I one last point before we jump in. Like, I'm. I don't want to see a Derrick Rose situation with yeah, him. Yeah, Derrick Rose hurts my heart. Yeah, just all that explosiveness. Like he's a with the Grizz, guy. isn't he? I think he might be. Yeah, I think he's hurt too. Yeah, and I mean he went to college at, at Memphis as well, so there's like a full circle moment there. But I feel like, man, I just I just hope he he writes the ship here. I really would like to see him get get him on board and and have success. Well, you know what I'd say? Bring the Grizz back to Vancouver. Hey, there you go. Less temptations, maybe. Also in the NBA, did you see Toronto Raptors coach Darko lambasting the officials in L.A. the other night because of the egregious calls? It was like 23-2 to in the fourth quarter. And just laying into the, into the refs after the game against LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah, and I'm glad he did. I know that, you know, parting with 25K isn't great, but yeah, I think it was worth it. A couple days for him. I had a few you. had a few of my American friends and listeners uh, that came out and said, oh, that's what the Raptors coach sounds like. Yeah. Because they just yeah. haven't really been aware of him. Mm-hmm. And the Raptors, mm-hmm. you know, had to... Speaking the- of representation, nice to have a guy with a cool accent and, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't hear many non-North Americans in, in head coaching roles in, in North America. Yeah, I agree. And you know what it was like kind of cool about that tirade, if you will? Like he, he was right. He was right. Yeah. A, B, he was still very like nice about it, yeah. if you will. Like he was still kind of like his the words he was saying were all. I think he said crap instead of like some yeah. other expletives he could have used. Yeah, and a lot of things. But he also. I love that he his eyes told a different story. Yeah, yeah. Like he had, fierce, he had, fierce. He had the like intense eyes where it was just like, yeah. what I'm really saying is here. Yeah, my mouth is saying the things I need to say, so I nice. know I'm getting fined 25 and not 50. Yeah, the Serbian tiger blood was flowing. 
so true. But credit to him, and it need to be called out. They're on a they're on a long road trip right now, and I mean that was God, shady. That was shady. God damn, that Lakers get calls. Yeah, that, that was shady. We're gonna talk more hockey going forward. We know a lot of our uh, Canadian listeners has hit have hit us up. We need to talk more hockey, and we will, especially now that college football's over. But uh, quickly, just. You know, here are here are the Vancouver Canucks, first place in the Pacific Division, twenty eight wins, eleven losses, three ties. Like these Canucks are are simply compared to last year and the previous couple years, are quite breathtaking. Jamal Rick Talk at the head coach was named coach of the West Western Conference All Stars. Canucks coach hasn't had that honor since 2011 when it was Alain Vigneault. Uh, back in the Canucks heyday, right? Like, there's something here with the Canucks. I think, think now once we get into the second half, you and I have to, um, we have to get into the Canucks a little bit, and I certainly will because the second half of the season is looking really interesting. Not only that, they're they're so fun to watch. As mentioned in previous episodes, Quinn Hughes, the best skating Canucks defenseman maybe they've ever had. He might win the Norris this year. Pedersen, Besser, JT Miller, like this team's this team's actually entertaining to watch, which for the last five years, God, they haven't been. They've been absolute dross the last five years. So this is <laughs> this is pretty great, man. I'm into this. I like the their attack. They score a lot of goals. Fun to watch, like you say. And yeah, I'm I'm rooting for them. I hope they can keep this up and, and get out of the West and see if they can bring the cup home. Make a little noise. Yeah. Make a little noise. Also for all our friends in Alberta, and boy, it's cold there. You're keeping warm. The Oilers, right? That that midseason change. Oof. Bring in Connor's coach. They've won nine in a row. Nine. They've, they've moved back in to fourth place. And and just like the Canucks of the per, the recent years, man, they look just atrocious in the first 15, 20 games of the season. They look like they were an AHL team playing in the NHL. And, and man, they've turned it around. Quite a turnaround in a season. Seasons are long. Winters are long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely a long season, but there's still time for them to climb and We'll see what happens with them. They're doing it. Yeah, for sure. And we're doing it, JK. We're surviving and advancing, Jamal. Episode 41. I love the allusion to Dirk Nowitzki earlier. If you haven't done so already, please find us on Instagram at The Sports Gloss. Send us a message. Trail our bets, our picks. Bet with us or bet against us. You can fade us or trail us, whatever you want to do. And again, may the winners be yours. (laughs) But thanks as always for listening and stay warm out there. And JK, what do we always say to the people? Survive in advance. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.